welcome back to Watched Once Never Again, the podcast where we watch disturbing movies so that you don't have to. I'm Dex. And I'm Mary Beth. I usually don't do those st- so uh, straightforward. I know, you were so, it's so professional. I know, I'm like so turning a new leaf, you know? Wow, new, y- new year, new you. New year, new me. Um, before New Year, it's almost Christmas uh, tomorrow when this episode comes. When you're listening to this on Thursday, tomorrow is Christmas Eve. It is the holiday season. It is a time. Yes. So we decided uh, for a little <laughs> special. It is a time. You're right. Special Christmas little episode. We're going to talk about Black Christmas 1974. Bob Clark's incredible film. As um, a treat. As a treat from us to you, slash to me, because I love Black Christmas, and I love talking about it, and I got to watch it again. Yay, Merry Christmas. And we also might pit all three of them against each other, according to Doc, so get ready for that. I think there should be a Black Christmas battle royale. (laughs) That's what I think. (laughs) Just imagine what that would look like. Everyone's just chucking glass ornaments at each other, stabbing each other with candy canes. That's what I want. Oh, okay. Wait, let me write this down for when I write a script, finally. (laughs) (laughs) Did I tell you, just real quick, did I tell you about the script I was working on? (laughs) And then I saw that Grady Hendrix wrote the exact same book. Yes! Oh my god, you told me that, and you're like, fuck you, Grady Hendrix. (laughs) I, for real... Like, okay, so for people who don't know, because I wasn't telling anyone for a long time, because I was really, I was for real upset. I was writing a script um, about a support group for Final Girls. God, I can't believe <laughs> and, and then I saw that Grady Hendrix was releasing a book. And, like, I'm a huge Grady Hendrix fan. And as a huge Grady Hendrix fan, I'm like... There's no way I can beat that. Whatever he wrote, I didn't read it yet. I still haven't read it yet. Because <laughs> it's still, it's still, it's still tender. It's still fresh. It's still, it's still fresh. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm sure that whatever is in there is better than anything that I was gonna come up with. So I had to let that dream die. I almost told him because I went to his book reading, which, if you know Grady Hendrix, it's actually not a book reading. He just talks for like 90 minutes straight. But I didn't tell him, because I'm like, I'll, I, I just, I feel so upset. <laughs> I don't, and I don't know how to make it funny. Like what, like what would he even say to that? Like, sorry? Yeah, right? Like, sorry about it. He's like, are you mad at me? And you're like, no, a little. Yeah. <laughs> what if he did say that? I would, that sounds like something you'd say, like, are you mad at me? <laughs> uh, he was the nicest man. Anyway. Oh, I love to hear that. I love his stuff. Uh, the best. The best. He actually Hold scolded up. me because... Oh. <laughs> because, not not really in a joking way, but because um, he was doing, like, random trivia questions, like, Ugh. during I'm his... So <laughs> during his... Uh, it, uh, what can only really be described as a monologue. And I got two of, two of the three correct and he was like throwing out little prizes and he was like Dax you, you can't keep getting all these right and then he, to the the rest of the audience he was like Dax is an asset it's <laughs> like thank you so oh, much oh my god he the answer like was Rita Mae Brown oh what figure out the question <laughs> 
That's like the most gremlin voice I've ever heard. <laughs> you had a question. <laughs> oh my god. That's how I would sound if I was a gremlin. We are woo unhinged. We are unhinged. I should be the synopsis for Black Christmas in 1974. You should. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry, Beyonce. Why are you? <laughs> Beyonce, sweetie, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that ugly ass bitch would even say something like this. Beyonce, Beyonce, are you fucking crazy? You look like Luther Vandross. <laughs> Um, everybody, this is now Dax's one-man show, where he just quotes <laughs> things. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm uh, oh losing God. it. We're I'm going to go on mute now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tell me when to come back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Every time I try to start talking, I laugh again. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Black Christmas 1974. Here is the synopsis, everybody. An unseen man climbs the exterior of a sorority house where a Christmas party is being held and he enters the attic. The house phone rings and Jess answers to discover it is an obscene phone call from a person who has called before. Jess calls the other sorority girls and they listen as the caller rants in strange voices. Barb, played by the incredible Margot Kidder, insults the caller who, in turn, promises to kill her. A younger student, Claire Harrison, suggests that the caller could be dangerous before returning to her bedroom. And then, of course, the intruder suffocates Claire with a plastic dress bag and moves her body to the attic. The following morning, Mr. Harrison arrives to pick up his daughters, but she, his daughter, but he fails. She fails to show up. Jess explains. Jess then explains to her boyfriend Peter that she is pregnant and planning to get an abortion, angering Peter, and they agree to discuss it later. In town, Mr. Harrison attempts to report Claire as missing. At the local police station, they also learn that a local girl has vanished. After putting a drunken Barb to bed, Mr. Harrison, Chris, Jess, and Phil, another sorority sister, help search for the missing girl. Meanwhile, the house mother, Ms. Ma- Mrs. Mack, discovers Claire's, discovers Claire's body and the killer throws a crane hook into her face, hanging and killing her. In the park, the missing girl's disfigured body is found by the police. Jess answers another obscene phone call and decides to file a report with the police, only for Peter to surprise her. He attempts to persuade her into marriage, but she refuses and reaffirms her decision to have an abortion. Peter leaves angrily while Lieutenant Fuller arrives with a telephone lineman to bug the phone. After the police leave... The killer murders Barb with a glass figurine, more specifically a glass unicorn. Jess experiences another unnerving phone call in which the caller restates her argument with Peter. Lieutenant Fuller calls her to say the call attempt to trace the call failed and theorizes that Peter could be responsible, but Jess doubt, doubts this. Phil is murdered next. Jess gets another phone call in which the killer alludes to some sort of transgression between two children named Agnes and Billy. The call is long enough to be traced, and Sergeant Nash instructs Jess to leave the house immediately as the calls are coming from inside the house. Concerned for Barb and Phil, she ventures upstairs where she discovers Barb and Phil's bodies. The police appear, the killer at the police, the killer appears and pursues her. Jess locks herself in the cellar, only for Peter to appear outside one of the windows. He smashes the window and enters the basement. The police arrive and hear Jess screaming. They discover her barely conscious in the basement with Peter's bloody body next to her. 
Believing that Peter was the killer, they put Jess to bed in her room and leave her alone in the house with the cops standing outside. Fucking idiots. The killer's voice is heard from the attic, implying that he is still alive. The still undiscovered bodies of Claire and Mrs. Mack are seen through the attic window before the house's telephone begins to ring again, leaving Jess's fate ambiguous. I don't think it is ambiguous. No, it's pretty clear that she she's getting got, unfortunately. I fucking love this movie. Yes. It is one of my all-time favorite horror movies. It is it was made in 1974 and this is basically a proto slasher because a lot like there the bit like, you know, Halloween from 1978, John Carpenter is always kind of cited as the one of the first slasher movies. So this comes before it and really kind of set the tone for what a slasher was going to be. Um, and so, you know, this is a lot of really interesting tropes that you can see forming here. And I also think this is a brutal movie. It completely, like, you don't really, you don't know who the killer is. You never see him. And the ending is crazy where it's like, oh, no, you did not get him. He's still alive. And he is about to kill our final girl. And those bodies aren't even found. So it's like, it's just an incredible movie that subverts tropes, but doesn't even subvert the tropes because the tropes didn't exist yet. So it just like is this really cool thing that exists in its own little universe that I think is so incredibly well made and terrifying and fucked up. And I love it so much. What a movie to highlight how fucking inept police are. Oh my god. Like my favorite is when they tell when um Barb, who is a bisexual icon, and I will explain that later if we would like to talk about that. Of course. She gives him the house phone number and says Fellatio, and he's like Fellatio, and he has no idea what that means. And it isn't until like <laughs> towards the end of the movie where they're like, Nash, Fellatio, seriously? And like he is just like this silly dumb guy who just doesn't know what's going on and he's like the front desk of the police station and it just <laughs> incompetence left and right he's such an asshole for no reason i know just dumb as a brick and then uh, for me i'm like okay what parts of the house did they check because it's many bodies in the attic and a killer. And, like, wouldn't you check the attic? And, like, I don't know. Claire's been up there for a bit. So, like, I don't know if it's her smelling yet. But, like, I feel like... Yeah, you can it's a see big, her. Yeah. In the like, window. In the, yeah, it's, like, a big... It's a big house, which is a beautiful house. But, like, wouldn't you... And the attic... It's, like, it's obvious there's an attic, too. It's not, like, some hidden thing. It's, like, oh, there's an attic? It's, like, no, it's pretty fucking obvious that there's an attic. And also... <laughs> okay. Also, why would what? Whose idea was it to leave the girl who's been traumatized all night in the house by herself at the end of the movie, like to go to sleep? Like, what? But like she's and she's drugged too. Like they put they gave yeah. her something to knock her out. So like she is not. She is unconscious. Like, like she is not waking of- up. I, I just don't understand the logic there. Like, what kind of crime scene is this? <laughs> I know. I know. It's like, wait, did you forget? Like, poor Claire is just forgotten about in the attic. Like, <laughs> first one dead. No one cares. Oops. And then poor Mrs. Mack is just hanging, like, from a meat hook, like a piece of steak. <laughs> just, like, in the attic. No. But what's so, like, Billy, I think, is one of the scariest horror villains to me. Yeah. He's scary. 
He's terrifying. You never see him. You you see the iconic shot of his eyeball through the doorway, obviously. But the phone calls he he does are hor- horrifying. Like the first time I saw this movie, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like he is saying graphic things. Like you know when horror movies, a lot of the phone calls are just like heavy breathing or like weird stuff. No, this is like full on. He is having. He is like having conversations and like enacting parts of his life with his parents and also saying things about uh saying the word cunt a lot and like saying a lot of really fucked up shit and it's so unnerving because they keep happening and they keep getting like progressively more and more disturbing and that's how that's how you get the context of who this guy is like you find out he like his he's billy but you don't really get any information about who he is like what who he is and why he's there and you kind of have to put together like the context clues for those calls of like well he must have had some kind of weird abusive childhood Agnes was his sister. There was potentially some weird shit going on with him and his sister. And all it can really be assumed is that he used to live in that house. And that's why he came back. But again, like, it's all so ambiguous, which I love. It's just all like, this guy's obviously very unwell and is just fucking terrorizing women. And there's no other information that you need. And I think that's one of the reasons why later sequels aren't as successful. Um in terms of like maintaining why the killer is so scary but we can talk about that later i also think it's pretty scary how he will sound so unhinged and be like doing five voices at once and then out of nowhere he'll be like he's like i'm gonna kill you like what the fuck don't do that fuck you dude what the fuck (laughs) just uh, snaps out of it oh my god yeah that's really scary it's terrifying. It's ugh, um, and it's terrifying because he it's like he seems like he knows the house too because it's a it's a huge sorority house. It's beautiful, but it's huge, and he seems to know how to like flit around it really well, which is also horrifying. Like he knows where to hide, and he is just like very easily concealing himself everywhere. I mean, obviously in the attic where no one seems to be going, and, like, I guess no one cares about the attic, but, like, good lord. But I also want to touch on the fact that this movie is really... It it talks a lot about abortion in a really fascinating and, like, positive way for 1974. I also wrote that down. And another reason why I love this movie is that, like, it really has this narrative like, under kind of undercurrent narrative about reclaiming like agency over women's bodies was because while you know a lot of women are being killed left and right in this movie jess is able to tell her boyfriend peter she's getting an abortion you can fuck off and he's just like oh cool i'm gonna quit my college and then we're gonna get married and she's like no i don't want to do that i have ambitions and i don't want to have a kid he's like oh no you can totally do that and she's like are you serious you really want me to bend to your will and it's just like an incredible kind of look at a woman speaking up for herself making a decision and not being kind of worn down by a man and then that like Peter obviously isn't the killer. Well, not obviously. He is revealed not to be the killer, but he still is, like, harassing her and being very threatening to her. And, again, showing how women's agency over their bodies is constantly threatened and demeaned. And it's, like, 
not enough movies do that even now <laughs> about this kind of thing. So it's especially incredible in the slasher from the 1970s that we have a pretty like explicit and positive like pro-choice narrative. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, of course, it is important to note that the while Canadian, it was right after the Roe v. Wade case. Mm-hmm like triumph so um that obviously means something i don't know what at the moment because brain empty no thoughts i think it just speaks to the political climate of the time you know what i mean just like yeah I, 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 horror, horror isn't political dax oh i'm so sorry i forgot <laughs> i just wonder um i i guess it's just mostly to highlight like how strong and independent like Jess and really really all the women in this movie seem to be Bart right is like, a sexual icon bisexual icon to be more specific i love her but yeah all of these women are really like stand on their own the like the main character the main women that are kind of focused on like they kind of take things into their own hands quite a bit which is great, you know. It's not it's not the slasher where it's like everyone's reduced to stereotypes. Because again, they didn't really have the tropes and the stereotypes to go from, which is why I think this is just like is so incredible and in how you see the ways that slashers took this. Like I was thinking about the final girl trope watching this, and like Jess is obviously our final girl before there was a final girl. And but what's so interesting is that the final girl is always known for being like a virginal and nerdy and masculine. But Jess here, she's obviously had sex. She's getting an abortion. She's in her sorority. She drinks and she still is a badass. So it's so interesting to see how the concept of the final girl like morphed into something so like so different. And it's just fascinating to me to see how that kind of shifted in the slasher. And again, I'm giving Black Christmas a lot of credit here of like, it, it but like, it, it did shape Halloween and it shaped a lot of stuff. So it's just interesting how the main, the, the main female figure that we see in Black Christmas is so different from the kind of female figure you see like with the Jamie Lee Curtis's character or Nancy Nightmare on Elm Street kind of thing. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I think, I think that Black Christmas does deserve all that credit, especially when you consider like... Abortion's like a taboo subject even now, yeah. you know, in, in anywhere really, but uh, particularly in films, even horror films. So the fact that they not only talked about abortion, but it wasn't, it was like even progressive for talking about abortion. Like, it wasn't like, oh, I, I'm so helpless. I don't know what to do. And I can't afford to take care of a baby right now. And like, I, I just, that's why I have to get this abortion. It's not an ideal thing, but I just have to do it. It's like, no, I don't want a baby. I want to live my dreams and I don't want to be pregnant. So I shall not be pregnant anymore. <laughs> like of yeah, my own accord. Exactly. It's not like this big dramatic thing. She's just like, no, <laughs> like I'm, I'm not going to, yeah. have a baby and she's like i wasn't even gonna tell you peter like i was just gonna do it like and i was like she's so assured in what she wants to do this isn't like something to be debated or argued about like she is going to do it and it's explicitly like you said because she has other things in her life that she wants to do instead of have a kid and it's like 
fuck yeah. We love seeing a woman just be like, no, dude, I'm getting an abortion no matter what. Like, I'm not, this isn't, this is, I don't want to have a kid. I want to do things with my life that I can't do when I have a kid. So, uh, goodbye, asshole. Yeah, like, I try to always talk to people about that because I think that, like, I, I mean, I know you know this, but I worked in abortion care for a while, and I was, like, one of the people who would, you know, take patient information and basically find funding for them. And a lot of people, like, don't get me wrong, every fucking day I was dealing with, like, really heavy stuff. But there were so many people who called for abortions and were just, like, totally fine and weren't upset and they were, like, happy to do it, like, you know? Yeah. And, and, like, some people might be, like, happy to do it. And it's like, yeah, some people were just like, oh, I am relieved. Like, I I have this option and it's easily available to me, depending on where you are in the United States. Yep. You know? Like, it it's not always this this horrible like decision or this dramatic decision even you know exactly as someone who worked in abortion care i really appreciate that whenever i see it because like i i think that people should know that you know uh i don't know if you've ever heard this weird like rumor about people who just get abortions left and right as like a form of contraception almost has anyone ever said that to you I've heard it before. Not like, no one's like said it to my face, but I've heard it on the internet and around before. Yeah, people say it to my face, have said it to my face, like, plenty of times. Because it turns out when you work in abortion care, people don't fucking like that. Shocking. And they have opinions on your job. But I'm just like, like, sure, there are some people who do something like that. Which I guess sounds bad, but it is true, you know? Um, but there's also, like, plenty of people who just, like, get it and it's fine. Or there's, like, I think it's good to show the dramatic, you know, heart-wrenching choices. But it's also good to just normalize it and be like, yeah, this is a thing that people do. And, like, what of it? (laughs) You know? Exactly. Like, it's something that people can make a decision about doing. It doesn't have to be, like, a traumatic thing or, like, a thing that, like, they agonize over. Like, they just... Yeah. It's a medical procedure. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. If to you personally, it feels intense and heavy. Okay. Um, and to, if it doesn't feel like that to you, okay. You know, exactly. Like, and again, not discounting people who like had a traumatic experience with it and like had a hard time. Like, obviously. Yeah. But we can't have the narrative always be like, it is this trauma, like traumatic thing. Like, some people just don't want to have... There are people who are in, like, long-committed relationships who just don't want to have kids. And, like, they get pregnant by accident. And it's like, okay, well, I don't want a baby, so... Yeah, I wish I could just talk to everyone and be like, Hey, everything that you think that you know about who would need abortion, like, the most, I feel like you're probably, like, wrong. To an extent. Like, we don't have to get into it, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Make getting abortions easier for everybody, please. <laughs> this is what we're trying to say. Also, stop making assumptions about abortion. Yeah, like, chill out, everyone. <laughs> please chill the fuck out. I don't know if you know this, but in some of our show notes for past episodes, I include, like, links to support abortion rights and 
um, to give directly to, like, okay, so for anyone who cares, real quick, and then we can stop <laughs> talking about abortion. Um, <laughs> everyone's thing is, like, support your local Planned Parenthood, which is, like, true, support Planned Parenthood. But also, there are so many, like, other places that really need your help. Yeah. Like, giving directly to those places is, you know, really helpful. Like, not everyone has access to a Planned Parenthood, like... Yeah. Like, proper. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, that's my advice. Like, I'll I'll put some links as to what I'm talking about. I feel like I'm like, I didn't expect to be talking about this, so I, bought, I didn't come prepared. <laughs> Sorry, I just like thought I'd be, I just wanted to talk about it, because I just love that this movie talks about abortion in like a positive way. So, I found a tweet that I made on September 5th, because I was like, I know that I have information, but like, I can't think, like, for listeners... <laughs> Mary Beth and I are like at the end of our ropes right now. Yeah, we're done. We're done. I'm done with everybody. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah. I, I'm ready to fight God. It's the worst time of the year. <laughs> it's the worst time of the fucking year. I'm so tired. I hate everybody. Sorry, guys. This is a dark episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not. But um, what I was trying to say before, and I couldn't like find my words correctly, was, um, like it's more succinct in this post that I made so I said please consider donating to abortion funds rather than only Planned Parenthood that's great don't get me wrong but donating to abortion funds helps patients more directly by funding abortions if they can't afford and helping with things like travel and lodging major barriers right now so yes that's what I was trying to say see I do know things it just (laughs) takes me a minute we're just having a time, guys. <laughs> also, I searched, like, my name in abortion, and I didn't realize, like, that I talk about abortion so fucking much. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Don't apologize. You're helping get the word out and educate people. My job title was an advocate. Advocate. Okay, so do you want to keep talking about abortion? <laughs> should we talk about <laughs> We could probably talk about other things unless you have anything else to say about abortion. <laughs> I have a question, not about abortion. Um, My first, one of four notes that I made, and this is the first, was what the fuck is Olivia Hussey's accent? Oh, I have no idea. It's incredible. I figured she was British, but then I'm like, maybe that's not right, but I think she is in real life. Yeah. But I, I don't know any other British people that sound like that. I always think, is, is she, like, trying to hide it? I, I think at some point she is, and then she gives up. You know what I mean? My favorite is at the beginning, when at the phone, she's like, hello? What? <laughs> That's when I wrote it. That's when I wrote it down, because I was like, girl. Just, like, like, screaming into the phone, like, loudly. I'm like, whoa, what is happening? Hello? I love that. Give us nothing, girl. I, we don't deserve anything. It's so good. Yeah, I love that. I, I will just say, can't. she's not bad in this movie, but she's not my favorite final girl. Like, in Slashers. Oh, no. I wish Barb was the final girl. I truly wish that she was, because I love her so much. How do you feel about Barb? What are your vibes on Barb? My vibes on Barb? I like Barb. I think that... You know, she needs to cut back on the alcohol a little for her oh. own health. 
Well, yeah. And because she's she gets a little uh, just mean, like, like spicy, downright spicy. mean. Spicy. Yeah, and I know it's because she's like scared and she's really blaming herself, but. Yeah, I don't know. I I like her. I like I love an open button button up shirt that's open. <laughs> that's bisexual vibes. Yes. Okay. So she is a bisexual icon, and this is why I say this because of the shirt. Well, no, I actually hadn't thought about the shirt, but now I'm adding it to my list of reasons why. Also, her choker. Hadn't thought about that, but you're very welcome. bisexual. Both and things the- that I that uh, yep. Those are the notes. And so okay. So this is this is something that's like a little it's more like a read between the lines kind of thing because she isn't like explicitly bisexual. She was supposed to be bisexual apparently in the original script. And so there's the scene when she's really drunk and getting upset about like you guys blame me for Claire's disappearance where she's looking at a playboy and it's like a full like a spread like a center spread of a naked woman. And then she's then she's talking about how she's had sex with men in the same scene. And so there's this kind of implication that she has sexual attraction to both of them, to both men and women. And it's like, I know that's such a small grain of it, but then like I really like once I'm a, as a bisexual person, I glom onto that because there is not a lot of bisexual representation in horror, especially again in 1974 kind of slasher films, 1970 slasher films. And she embodies this like chaotic but like very self-assured energy that I like I really love in this character and a character that is like she's already transgressive in how she speaks to people she's very confident she's drinking she's smoking like she just kind of like takes control of these situations and having her be bisexual kind of like puts this really interesting power on her which makes me so sad that she is killed as a lot of queer characters are in horror but there's just something about her and that energy that she exudes that is like she is a queer character she says fuck you to like any kind of norm and will just kind of speak her mind and i absolutely love that about her and i know she's mean and like you know has some pretty says some pretty shitty things but i think there is something really interesting there. And it's another thing as like a queer coded character, she, her mom is like, oh, we're not like, we're doing something different for Christmas. You're not coming home. And like, there's this weird kind of feeling that I think a lot of queer people have about their, around their families and not being able to see their families and having disappointment in their families around like their identity, like, around like when they're open about their identity or just feeling like not accepted or loved by their families in the same way because of who they are. And again, this isn't me really reading between the lines, but this is what you do as a queer person who wants to find queer representation in horror films, especially earlier ones. And I just think that she's a bisexual icon. Can't argue with that. So I love her. I love Barb. I think she's a bad bitch. And she also has the the worst death in the movie, like one of the bloodiest deaths in the movie, with getting stabbed with the uh, glass unicorn horn. Yeah, <laughs> that is wild. Yeah, well, and, like, this movie isn't super bloody. Like, a lot of the violence is kind of, like, alluded to, and, like, obviously Mrs. Mack is hit in the face with a hook, but you don't see her body until later. And there's a young girl, like, a teenage girl's, like, poor, apparently horrifically disfigured body in the park, but you don't get, you don't see it. You don't see Phil uh, or Phyllis get murdered, but you see Barb get murdered and you see Claire get murdered, but she's just suffocated. And, but Barb's is like incredibly bloody and hers is the only one that's like really shown like graphically, which is again, interesting and all makes it all the more tragic. Cause I feel like, you know, 
she is a pretty well loved character in the in in the, like in the film, and then having her die such a, in such a, a horrific way is just like a punch to the gut. I actually think that Claire's death is worse, in my opinion. Oh, okay. Okay. Just it gets me more, I guess, because I can't handle like the thought or even seeing like depictions of like suffocation at all. Oh, okay. Like, it freaks me out really bad. So, and especially if it's, like, a bag or something. Okay. Oh, that freaks me out. No, that's fair. It's pretty, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, it it looks really scary when when it happens. Yeah. No, I agree for sure. I'm just scared of getting stabbed with unicorns, I guess. (laughs) 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 That's a lot, like, that's kind of, like, in a nutshell what I wanted to talk about with Black Christmas. But I think we should also talk about the two other films that came out that are Black Christmas. Wait, real quick. I have two other notes. Oh, sorry. Okay, yeah. The first one is I I made a note. Well, actually, there's three. One, Claire's dad sucks. Oh, my God, <laughs> I know. That's not, like, a talking point. It's just I wanted to say Claire's dad sucks. <laughs> um, the other is I wrote down the line, I think Barb says it, uh, you can't rape a townie. Yeah, that was bad. That was real bad. She. That was not a good, a good, a, a good thing for Barb to say at all. I forgot about that. I, she said that, and I was like, ooh, ooh, no. The misogyny. Like, not. I'm not saying this movie endorses misogyny. I'm saying it's depicting misogyny, which I apparently need to clarify. <laughs> That's two different things. It's just showing misogyny. Um, that's wild to say, or even like belief. I know everyone was like Claire, what the fuck? No, Claire, Barb, what the fuck? Like, don't say that. <laughs> yeah, just uh, what the fuck. And then <laughs> the last note. This could really be about anything, but I do need to ask, what the fuck is the point of Christmas caroling? You know that's so funny because I was thinking about that when I was watching it because I used to go <laughs> Christmas caroling. You did. Yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a white person, and I grew up in the white suburbs. Of course, <laughs> Christmas candy. You're right. You're right. You do have family uh, Zoom chats. You're right. I do have family Zoom chats. Yes. I'm outing you. Oh, oh yeah. Please do. Um. <laughs> so, like, you know, I of course I went caroling. But Just mostly, a random street. T- tell me everything. Go well, ahead. Well, so mostly I went Christmas. So, okay, I went Christmas caroling, but it was mostly like when I was in Girl Scouts and we would go Christmas caroling like in uh, nursing homes and we would Christmas carol for older people and like bring them some Christmas joy. It's like kind of what the vibe was of like, let's sing them songs and like bring some Christmas joy to the nursing home. I don't know if it worked, but that was that was <laughs> kind of the what we were doing. <laughs> And then there was, I lived near a church and they would Christmas carol every year. And it was like a fundraising thing. It was usually for fundraising. So like they would sing you Christmas carols and it's like, oh boy, thanks for coming to my house. But we would always, if we would, if they knocked on our door, we wouldn't answer. (laughs) It's so awkward. I'm like, you see, and you see it in this movie where she's like standing there awkwardly, just like, what do I do? Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like she's just standing, she looks like delighted, but I'd be like so annoyed. I'm like, why are you guys screaming? First of all. The <laughs> the worst is when you open the door and didn't don't realize they're carol- carolers like they're not singing already and you're like hello and they're fucking Christmas carolers and you're like god damn it no I wouldn't answer I don't well, answer we- anything fair but again <laughs> living in the suburb like in the neighborhood that I lived in it was just like 
you know, oh, it's your neighbor. No, it's the fucking Christmas carolers. I guess I technically did go caroling once because I was in, like, choir um, as a child. Mm. Like, And I remember in sixth grade choir, we had to go to a nursing home and sing there and, like, uh, do this stupid dance. Oh, wow, and you had to dance. <laughs> It was, like, not real dancing. It was just, like, hand dancing. Like, you know? Oh, boy, yes. I... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, I remember the choir teacher, like, wrote the songs. And I I was like, you shouldn't, like, write songs, I don't think. Because you just shouldn't. You, like, you specifically. (laughs) Like, they were really bad. Wow. I still remember the one was about snow pants. Who writes a song about snow pants? Why wouldn't you just sing a song that already existed? Sing, yeah, sing any holly jolly Christmas or whatever the fuck. Why am yeah, I singing like about Rudolph, pants? Rudolph, I don't know. Like, let's just eat whatever. Wow. But other than that, I've never seen or participated in any caroling. And... I guess it makes sense that it would be a fundraising thing because she did give the money. But I was like, damn, if I knew you could get tips, I would have been doing this. Yeah, you typically know? the churches were doing it for donations. I don't think it was like necessarily expected, but I think they... Wait, no. I think it was expected. I think it wasn't required. It's probably a better way to put that. <laughs> I see. But... but- yeah, I like I don't mind like Christmas carolers that are like standing in one place in like a public setting singing, but not the ones that row from house to house. That's wild to me. It's very wild. Like I yeah, and I just like thought it was a thing, like a normal thing. Cuz that's where like it happened all the time when I grew up. It must be normal. It's just I've never personally seen it. Though I would like to see so I'm obsessed with the like electric scooters. Um, I want oh. one so bad, and they're okay. so fun. And I would like to see carolers on those. That seems like a way easier oh, way to go caroling. Oh my god, that'd be so funny. Just like zoom around the street singing Christmas carols. Like, don't even stop. Yeah. Just like scream at the top of your lungs while you're going really fast. People <laughs> only like, hear a like a, cou- a couple words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, doing donuts in the parking lot. Oh my god, I'm just screaming Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> oh my god. That's what I would like to see. That is also what I'd like to see. I would give them a tip, even if it is going to the church. I don't be tipping churches. I was about to ma- they I, don't pay I, taxes. I, I was going to say something, and then my brain stopped working, so then it just, was just silence. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like we're both there today. I was just like, I had, I had something to say, and then I said nothing, because my brain just stopped functioning. So that's where we're at. <laughs> that's where we're at. Anyway, don't forget to not donate to the Salvation Army. Thank you. Please do not donate to the Salvation Army. I know whatever the guy, there's a guy outside of our grocery store who is ringing the bell and collecting money. And I'm just like, oh, the Salvation Army. And I know I know the, the guy who's doing it, obviously, like, I don't think he, I think he just like, you know, is needs a job, which like, whatever, get that coin if you need it. But Jesus, please don't give money to Salvation Army. <laughs> I know some queer people uh, like that I grew up with who became like Salvation Army bell ringers for oh, some reason. Oh my god! I always thought that was really it's funny. So annoying. I would just like hate myself for having to ring that bell. So goddamn annoying. <laughs> I guess if you really need money, I guess you That's don't care. True. I but... come- yeah, I shouldn't say that. I mean, look, <laughs> you need if you need a job, you need a job, but. 
Yeah, and then I I don't feel bad at all. I'm just like, no. <laughs> oh, I just think of I just like do the awkward thing where I avoid eye contact and run as fast as I get away. <laughs> no, it depends who it is, but like for Salvation Army, I, I'll just straight up be like, no. And if I wish someone would ask me, I would come at the I would pull up a PowerPoint. Oh my god, <laughs> here's why. Oh, See, I love that you just like want to explain. I mean, well, I make run away. I don't want to have any conversations with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> No, I never feel bad. I'm not helping you evade taxes or whatever the fuck you're doing. Like, yeah, no. Nah, nah, no, son. No, nah, son. Off. Where's that money going? I don't believe you. <laughs> Are we doing a, a a black Christmas battle royale? Might as well. I'm trying to think of a pun, but I can't put those words together. A bla- a blat blattle royale. <laughs> that's not a that's excuse me? Good. That sounds like a bladder problem. Uh, um, okay. <laughs> I'm I'm losing it. I'm losing it. I really am. Okay, just like full disclosure, I really don't like the 2006 Black Christmas, but I also know that you watch that movie every year. <laughs> and I'm calling you out for it. Sorry. I was wondering why you sounded so concerned when I told you that before. You were like, <laughs> you do? Because <laughs> I hate that movie. <laughs> I love it. It's so unhinged is the only way to describe it. It's it makes no fucking sense. It's it's amazing. I love it. I love it. I watch it every this is the part that really got you. I watch it every year on Thanksgiving. Yep, that is exactly what got me. I was like, <laughs> "Excuse me?" <laughs> but the reason why is because I feel like it puts me cuz everyone knows Christmas really now starts like on or the day after Thanksgiving. Or after Halloween at this point. <laughs> I guess. I mean, it's. But I, I know don't what you like mean. It. You're like, yeah. <laughs> but I have to admit that's how things are. So, yeah, for the past, uh, I, I don't. At, at least 10 years, at least, if not more, I watch. <laughs> the Black Christmas 2006. Black Xmas, if you Black will. Black Xmix. Xmix. Xmix? Xmix. 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 I'm struggling right now. Jesus. Texmix. Texmix. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Chrysler. Yeah, but. I watch it every year on Thanksgiving, just to kick off the little holiday season. But why that one and not this one? (laughs) Well, (laughs) I saw the 2006 one first. Oh, okay. Okay. So. I guess I get it. I'm fully aware I'm going to get some hate for this. So when I finally saw the original one, I thought it was boring. (laughs) Um, so we can no longer (laughs) podcast together. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean, I've watched it. I've watched the original so many times now, and I actually really like it. Uh, But yeah, the first, like, couple times I watched it, I was like, everyone loves this movie. Why? It's so boring. But it's not boring. It's an actual movie, and the other one is just deranged. It's just, I was gonna say, the other one is just fucking ridiculous. Like, Billy is yellow, and also there's some weird things going on with identity in that movie that are, like, a little bit squicky. Like what? Doesn't he dress up like a woman? No, that's Agnes. 
Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, God. Obviously really committed a lot of that to my memory. Oopsie poopsie. Ask me anything. <laughs> I don't know. I think I just thought it was like so unhinged and weird and I didn't. I thought, I guess it's, I don't know. I just didn't like it. It isn't, it isn't good. <laughs> <laughs> but it's I love not. it so much. It's so wild. Like there, the, this last time I watched it, I was like, there, there really is no reason he needs to be yellow. <laughs> he just is. He just is. It's just to explain why his mom hated him so much. It's like she could yeah. have just hated him. Like he didn't have to be yeah. yellow. There's a lot of there's a lot of parents that just hate their kids without them being yellow. <laughs> yeah. So. Ooh. Yeah. But like everyone, like Michelle, like Michelle Trachtenberg and Mary Elizabeth Weinstead were in that movie, and Lacey Chabert. Yeah, and and the um the lady who played Phil in in the original. Yeah, she's Mrs. Mac. She's like the Mrs. Mac. Yeah, like the um, what's it called in a sorority house? No, house mother. Yes, she's the house mother. That I think she does a really good job in it. She just seems like the nicest lady. Okay, so we've talked about 2006. You don't even like the kills in that? I do like the kills. Yeah, they're car- they're and and the, the oh, Christmas nice. cookies. <laughs> oh my god, that's right. The cookies made out of his mom's flesh. I was fucking losing it when that happened. Like, I don't like that movie, but I had a, when I watched it for the first time, I was cackling. Like, I was like, this is unhinged. That's why it's the best because it's like, what am, what am I viewing? Like, why is this, like, decrepit Santa like, walking through the psych ward? I, why <laughs> is he making cookies made out of his mom's, like, back skin? That was incredible. And then, like, it, they're, they obviously, I feel like they would burn, but okay. Um, sorry i don't it's just it's really gross and then like the calls are the calls are not as scary i wouldn't say but they're interesting (laughs) like like, i don't know it's just so wild and then for no reason at all there's like a sex tape yes there is a sex tape i I love that sex tape yeah, there's just a lot happening in this movie. And look, if you guys like, obviously Dax likes it, but if y'all like that movie, no hate, only love. I just didn't like it, but that's okay. I don't even just like, I love that movie. I love it. I love that for you. <laughs> I do. And I usually, I usually like, like, this era of movie. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm just so into Black Christmas at 1974 that I just, like, can't like 2006. I'm sorry. Maybe, but I have room in my heart for both. I have no heart. <laughs> <laughs> um okay and then there is black christmas 2019 how do you feel about that one <sighs> so okay i saw black christmas 2019 before i had seen any other black christmases so i really liked it because i didn't have the context for the other two and after watching the other two i still really like 2019 i just think they did it a massive disservice calling it black christmas you know what i mean because it's like yes. not it is not a black like Black Xmas from 2006 is a Black Christmas movie. Like, we, like, that I, obviously it is. But this 2019 is not really. Which I think is, like, one of the reasons why I got so shit on. Which I don't think it was deserved. I think it's a, I really like the movie. I think it's, like, got some, it's not perfect, obviously. And there's some weirdness in the script. But I also think it's, like, not a bad film and critiquing rape culture. So, I don't know. And also, I know that... Sophia Tikal and uh, April Wolf, who wrote 
so to call directed it and wolf helped write it there was a really like rushed scripting process for it they had like a week or two to write the script and there was a it was just like blumhouse i think it was blumhouse just like really rushed them to get everything done and it was a nightmare and like they yeah apparently like the whole situation was kind of a nightmare for them and yeah, just for that context about that movie. I'm such a fan of April Wolf, by the way. I love her so much. And I miss that podcast. Oh, yeah. Switch Places. Switch Places, sisters? Yes. So good. What did you, how did you feel about 2019 Black Christmas? Oh, I really liked it. I didn't get why everyone hated it so fucking much. Right? And I don't really care if it, like, I'm not a stickler for, like, this needs to follow the source material. I don't care. Like, if it's good, it's good. I connected the dots enough for it to seem like a Black Christmas movie. Yeah. Do I understand that criticism? Yes, I do totally understand it. It It is really loose, <laughs> like, the yeah. connection there. Yeah. And and I do also, like, agree with... Hold on one second. Um, I do also agree with, you know, people who think the it, it it a little bit hits you over the head with the messaging. Yeah. And it's like some of it's like ham fisted and, and whatnot. But even so, it's like, okay, like think of the target demographic for that movie. Like we're we're not the target demographic. No. We only are because we like Black Christmas. Yeah. But really, it's for, like, younger people. And, like, that's not to say, like, younger people don't deserve good writing in their movies. I totally think they do. But I don't think it's bad writing in the 2019 No, version. I... Th- yeah, and I think it's mostly the when I talk about the writing, like, there's a lot, I think things at the end are a little bit rushed, but I don't think they're bad. And I also think, like, that was an example of people like you're saying, being like, this isn't for me. It's like, well, of course it's not. It's, it, we're trying, like, they were trying to make a PG-13 horror movie for young women. And I interviewed April Wolf on Scarred for Life. And she said, like, the whole point of this was to kind of make a, a horror movie for young women to see and be excited for. And the marketing department didn't know how to market to young women. Like, they know how to market to men of all ages and older women, but they don't know how to market to, like, a teenage demographic so that's one of the reasons why they it didn't do so well because they had no idea how to market the movie to the audience they wanted it to be marketed to yeah and it's fucking bullshit it's fucking bullshit like let young women have movies for themselves that they and horror movies for themselves like it's just like it's asinine and, and I, also, I would urge everyone to keep in mind that not everything is for you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not, like, you can have an opinion on things that are not for you, right? Like, if you watch, I don't know, what, what's a fucking movie? <laughs> like, if you are <laughs> 50 years old, right, and you watch, uh, I, I don't know, Shrek, and you're like, I didn't like this writing, whatever, like, you're allowed to think that, right? Yeah. But you can't be like, this is stupid messaging and blah, blah, blah. And like, who is this for? It's like, it's not for you. Like, that's like, you know what I mean? Does it, does that like yep. makes any sense? <laughs> no, it does. Because like, again, have an opinion and then like, leave it alone. Don't like go on a rampage and like, don't be a shit about it. Right. Don't be like, well, this doesn't, I, I don't even know. Like what were, I, I can't even remember what people were saying because I was just like, this is stupid. I don't care. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're, they were just a, all up in yeah, arms. Like, I feel like there's a lot of movies like that where I'm just like, why are we all, like, I feel like it happens like, 
like, okay, the Marvel movies, I feel like. And, like, those are different. I guess they're made for, like, a wider audience. But, like, everyone just shut up and, like, stop talking about them. <laughs> like, stop. Dude, I... I actually don't even, whenever that starts happening, I don't even, like, really hear about it because I I don't, I've only tried to watch one Marvel movie, I think, Black Panther, and I didn't like it. Sorry about it, but I didn't fucking like it, and I didn't finish it. <laughs> and then I don't think I've watched any other ones, like from 2010 on i don't know i i don't think congratulations like uh like That's what, I'm impre- uh, the I'm first to <laughs> the toby Maguire spider-man does not count right no because it wasn't really Mar- it was sony it wasn't marvel okay yeah like, so it's a marvel i have seen... but it's not like it's not like considered one of like the marvel studios movies because it wasn't like the mcu yeah no it's not the the tom holland well i i don't know i didn't see the new fucking spider-man Return. Is Guardian? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm not gonna see that. Is no. is Guardians of the Galaxy? Is that Marvel? Yes, it is. Okay, I saw part of that when it was on TV once, and I fucking hated it. And oh, really? Yeah, I hated it. <laughs> but yeah, I've I have not seen anything else, and I never will because I just don't care. So whenever everyone freaks out. <laughs> about Marvel stuff. I'm like, I'm blissfully unaware. I do not know what the problem is. No, I know. That's how I feel. Cause I, I've, I've watched them for a while and then I just got so sick and tired of them. So now I see it, people getting mad. I'm like, what are you even talking about? <laughs> I have no idea. I just don't get mad over like movies really because it's like, Mm-mm. usually people are getting mad. And real quick, let me just say, if you like Marvel movies, cool. Good for you. Yeah. Like, like live your life. Like, I don't care. Like, if you like them, I'm not judging you. I just just don't want to watch them, and I I have no interest. Anyway, what the fuck was I just saying? Oh, usually people are getting mad about things before they even come out. So it's like, Mm -hmm. how how do you even know what what you're mad about is the case? You know? Yep. 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 Like, remember when, before Hereditary came out, um... People start freaking out. I think I think maybe like someone like released an image or something, and people start freaking out because they were like, "We don't want to like see anything." And blah, and it turned out that that wasn't even like part of the movie. It was oh like god, a I totally promotional thing. Uh, I don't remember what it was, but yeah, it's like that. It's like, how do you even know that this is part of it? Like, you're making that up right now. You just want to be angry. What were we talking about? Black Christmas 2019. I don't know if uh, what I was saying before makes any sense. Like, where I'm like, you know, you can have an opinion on the art, but like, not everything is for you. Exactly. Like, don't attack people for liking something. That's, I think, the biggest thing is like, you. Yeah. Or don't be like, this is stupid. I don't like 2006 and you do. And I'm not just like, oh, you're like, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like. People can have opinions, and especially on, like, teen horror stuff that is meant for a younger audience, and you can say, oh, not my favorite, but then also, like, fuck off, it doesn't matter, like, if, as long as, like, a young person found some kind of, some kind of acceptance or something from that movie, you know what I mean? Like, that's what matters, and, like, how dare you shit on yeah. them for liking it? Or it's like, um, I think a lot of the times, I think what i'm trying to say now that i can find some words 
is like a lot of the times people get mad and say something stupid because they can't relate to anyone in it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like maybe you're not supposed to. But like maybe maybe the script is messy in it, sure. But like if you can't relate to anyone in it, maybe take a step back and be like, am I su- am I personally me supposed to relate to someone in yeah. this movie? <laughs> I yeah. Don't, I don't know. You know? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah, I don't I don't get why people I look, it's there are problems with it, sure. Like, like I said, like it does actually bother me how in your face with the messaging it is at some points. But overall, like I liked it. I like Imogen Poots like a lot. I think she's really good in it. <laughs> As someone who's about to start school at a place where they do like legit have like secret societies, um, <laughs> it creeps me out. So, but also I'll be like upset if I don't get invited to one. <laughs> like right i feel like i'd be a good secret society member i'm i don't i just feel like secret societies make me nervous about what they do behind closed doors they do make me nervous and especially because like i'm definitely not the demographic i was gonna it. say like you're not like a like a like a skinny rich white guy yeah rich is the main thing i think yeah right now, i think but... rich is the main thing but and, i can fake yeah. it till i make it that's true I just want to go, like, one time, just to know, just to see. You know, it's probably so boring. They're probably, like, playing, like, say, poker. In, in cloaks. <laughs> yeah, I just want a cloak. <laughs> we'll start our own secret society. Okay. Cool. It'll be called Wona. Oh, my God. We have to make it have, like, the Greeks, like, Greek symbols. <laughs> but so now that we've talked about all three of them, should we give a, a little ranking of them and how we think about them? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh my god, what? I, just, <laughs> I think I'm gonna put 2006 as my number one. That's fucking unhinged. I'm losing it. I'm losing it over here. I should go extra I respect wild. and love you, but that is insane. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go extra wild, then I'm gonna put the original last... Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I don't think it's last. Oh my god, I was my gonna personal, say, uh-oh, what's my happening? My personal unhinged rating is number one will be the 2006 Black Xmas. Number two will be 1974 Black Christmas. And number three, the 2019 Black Christmas. That's my rating. <laughs> It's a set in stone now. That's my ranking, I mean. Incredible. I did it. You did it. Uh, Mine is 1974, 2019, 2006. Mine's less unhinged. Mine's a little bit more like... Pretty conventional. Yours is pretty pretty wild. But I appreciate that. I don't agree with it, but I appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So that about does it for our holiday episode, everybody. So, originally, like, last week, we were supposed to do Castle in the Ground, then this week do our Christmas stuff, and then be off until February. February. But we accidentally missed an episode, so... By accidentally, you got the booster, and you were... I was uh, not okay. Not okay? <laughs> Drink water. That's... It, seriously. Literally, 
I've been using you as like an example for people to like drink water. I'm so sorry. I was like, my friend Tax got got vaccinated and didn't drink enough water, and he was so he was in so much pain. Not so much pain. Yeah. Like he was miserable. Guys, please drink your water before you get vaccinated. Seriously, and a fun fact: if you can drink coconut water, coconut water is very helpful. Mm-hmm. In my experience, when you're um, trying to get over the booster blues. Also, That's please, everybody get vaccinated them. and boosted if you can. Thank you. Goodbye. Yeah, I'm, like, not even debating. Like, please just do it. And if you don't, don't tell me because I'll get annoyed. Or tell me and then I won't speak to you. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, I just can't anymore. I'm mean. Yeah. Whatever. It's our show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so all that's to say, I don't know what we're doing yet. I don't know if we should do <laughs> Castle in the Ground because now it's like, well, is the drug one over? drug series over i know we're gonna have another drug series at a point because there's just so many yeah you know yeah yeah we don't know what we're gonna do yet i don't know my brain's broken ask me tomorrow yes. <laughs> <laughs> the wow. listeners don't care they don't they didn't even know we were doing this this week nope they did not we're keeping it interesting every week is a new surprise i don't know Guys, thanks for listening to this unhinged episode of Watched Once. My presence is a present. (laughs) Please have a safe holiday. Don't travel too much if you can help it. Stay safe. Keep others safe. Etc. Etc. Please make sure to schedule your COVID tests for before if you can and definitely after if you're hanging out with your family. Yes, please, everybody. Just think about others and yourself. And yeah, thanks, guys. And something something that people keep forgetting is that when you get tested, you have to quarantine so that if you are negative, you don't accidentally get it in the interim. That's a little fun fact from me to you. So, guys, thanks so much for listening to this week's ridiculous episode of Watch Once Never Again. If you have any suggestions for something we should be covering, please send us an email at Wona Podcast. That's W-O-N-A Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at Wona Podcast. And then you can follow Dax and I on Twitter. I'm at MB McAndrews. And I'm at Daxy Bobbin. So thanks again, everyone, for listening. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. All that good stuff. Uh, we love you. And leave us a review on iTunes as a gift. Thank you. Tis the season, you know, Tis for a review. Tis the motherfucking season. Tis the motherfucking season. <laughs> okay, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.